Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. Everyone's talking about electric cars these days, but e-bikes are also a big thing. And James sent me a note and said, check out the story from electric.co. And uh, Mike Atoll wrote this. Watch out. New Jersey bill to require all e-bike riders to register and get insurance. And uh, that would be a, a, an unusual step, I think. Uh, it's been a rough week for anyone who enjoys the freedom of riding e-bikes, he writes, without undue state-applied hassle and burden. The latest news, sure to disappoint e-bike riders and proponents of reduced car usage, comes from the Garden State, where a pending New Jersey bill seeks to require e-bike riders to register their bikes and carry liability insurance. The news follows in the heels of other major e-bike crackdowns, including a California plan to require a special driver's license for them, uh, and a new practice by Dutch police of stopping e-bike riders and performing roadside speed compliance checks. <laughs> the bill in New Jersey outlines the new e-bike requirements, and they're uh, discussing that this week. That legislation is thought to have a significant support in the state legislature, and it would also apply to electric scooter riders. The bill aims to require of e-bikes and e-scooters the same type of registration and liability insurance regulations currently apply to motor vehicles such as cars and motorcycles. This is despite electric bicycles and e-scooters repeatedly being classified as consumer products and not motor vehicles at the federal level. And I can tell you that in Michigan, for instance, a motor vehicle is defined one way, and it specifically excludes some kinds of electric-powered like skateboards and so on. And so they recognize there's a distinction. But it's going to depend on the definition in your state, and of course the legislators are the ones who make the definitions. Support for the new legislation is built around several fatal crashes involving e-bikes, though Streets blog pointed out that the actual numbers betray the reasoning. Compared to 192,000 fatalities linked to automobiles in the four-year period we're talking about, there are just 119 fatalities linked to e-bikes. In other words, it's roughly 1,600 to 1, the ratio. Now, of course, as more e-bikes are coming in, those numbers could rise, but the ratio uh, is going up. Thus, if the goal is to save lives, there is far lower hanging fruit that doesn't require climbing all the way up the canopy for a few tiny apples. The question I have, and I'm curious about this and I don't know, is how often are e-bikes involved in collisions that result in injuries? Uh, and the question also is, are you saying you'd have to register an e-bike to have it anywhere? Or is that to ride it on certain kinds of roads? Uh, I suspect that many places would say, well, you can't ride them on the sidewalk. So I guess the only way to get around would be on the road. But on the other hand, when I'm riding my bicycle, I'm often on the shoulder or right up against the uh, edge of the road, depending on what the terrain is like out there. The legislation is widely condemned by e-bike riders as being an unnecessary burden that will only serve to decrease the number of people riding bikes, increase the number of cars on the road, and result in even more deaths due to the lopsided transportation impact of the legislation. Many e-bike riders choose to commute on two wheels because they can't afford a car. With a new car payment in the U.S. costing $730 a month on average, you can buy a decent commuter e-bike for just a single month of car payment. And considering most e-bike riders spend less than a dollar a month on uh, operating expenses, 
The small amount of maintenance pales in comparison to the maintenance and operating costs of cars. Thus, the proposed bill would likely put a reasonable, inequitable burden on low-income riders who may not be able to afford the cost of registration or monthly insurance. Many other riders have purchased an e-bike as a low-cost alternative, allowing them to leave their car in the garage more often and commute whenever and wherever possible. But if a second insurance policy is required, more part-time e-bikers could be dissuaded from adopting alternatives to their cars. The real question I have, and people can weigh in on this, I do not own a motorcycle. I know people who do. I know people who own many motorcycles. However, I never have. So I can't speak from direct experience, but my understanding is that the insurance on a motorcycle is substantially less than the insurance on a car. And I suspect that the insurance on an e-bike would be even less than that on a motorcycle. So I'm just curious to know how much the insurance would cost. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm simply asking the question. Uh, And then the other question is about registering them. Um, You know, I remember when I was a little kid in Birmingham, Michigan, they actually passed a, a, a city ordinance. And I can't remember if it was mandatory or recommended that you license your bike through the city of Birmingham. And they said that they were doing that so if your bike got stolen, they could recover it and get it back to you. And I remember being a little kid riding my bike to the store and actually being hassled by a cop who said, why don't you have a license on your bike? And I'm like, dude, I'm eight years old. (laughs) Go talk to my parents. And I seem to recall that it wasn't uh, a direct law in the sense that you were required to have it. They had a program that they recommended you use. And still... um, you know, if there's going to be a cost associated, because you know there is, they always look at these as, first they go, oh, think of the kids. Think of the people. Then they say, oh, well, you got to pay a couple bucks to administer the program. Next thing you know, it's a revenue stream. And so they go, gee, there's how many thousands of e-bikes out there? If we make this much per bike, that's this much money we're to make. Well, let's charge this much per bike. Then we'll make this much money. And, of course, they always forget the economic impact of raising prices over here and that diminishing the number of people who choose to go that option. But the real question I have is how much the insurance is going to cost. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not in favor of this. I personally think that unless the e-bikes are doing 75 miles an hour, I don't think you need to actually treat them any different than a regular bicycle, okay? Because, you know, riding a bicycle on the road, you can get hurt too. The bulk of the harm that's going to be caused by me on a bicycle is going to come to me or my bicycle, okay? The odds of me getting into a bike car crash and there being substantial harm to the car, very, very low. Very, very low. So I don't see that that's necessary. However, I simply have the question, one is what would it cost? And number two, are there any statistics yet on how many crashes there are involving e-bikes where it's caused harm or injury to someone other than the person on the bike and or to the bike itself? That's a question I have. But as of right now, New Jersey is considering this, and they're right. Mike at TotalElectric.co is right, absolutely right, that by putting these kinds of laws in place, it will discourage people from using them. And if you look at the you know, equation as a whole, 
it's good to have people using e-bikes instead of cars if that's one of the choices that's being made out there. So you'd want to encourage that, not discourage that. Thanks, James. Watch out. New Jersey built to require all e-bike riders to register and get insurance. Hasn't passed yet, but they're discussing it right now. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Okay, you have to stop the Q-tip when there's resistance.